welcome to Oaks Online. The last episode of the series it's before really we move sad. on to series three. Yeah, we're going to be having a short break between now and series Doesn't three. Doesn't time fly between the series, It Josh? really does, it really we're back does. back in the studio within a month's time. It's been an absolute blast filming this one with yeah. you. And if they get us back, which I'd be surprised if they do, yeah. we'll make a great addition Let's to the team. Let's hope they renew our contract, yeah. but we'll mm. see. Um, so Josh, how are things? With me? Yeah. Oh yeah, not too bad. Doing all right. Yeah. Pretty doing, average. Doing anything yeah. on the weekend? Um, well, there was this wedding thing. Oh, oh um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was actually two members of our church family. Let me guess. Go on. Emma. Okay. And. Charlotte and David oh, getting married. You were there. I don't know how you forgot, but um, oh, yeah. yeah, it was. It was a really great wedding. The service was here, and then they had a meal in uh, <laughs> Mike and Judy's um, field, and then they had a party thing. The marquee. Marquee. It was we also really did dancing. I mean, just was so good. It was a barn dance. It was chaotic, but it was fun. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. congratulations to them. So this weekend we had our Pentecost Sunday. Um, Dorothy and Emma led a service with the theme of light and how Jesus is the light of the world. Mm -hmm. um, I heard it was very good, but what do you guys think Pentecost is? I have no idea so, what Pentecost is. Do you? I'm going to guess though. Mm -hmm. I think it's when the Holy Spirit came down for the first time. Yeah. Is that right? You definitely yeah. Googled that. I have no clue, but is you that learn, right? You yeah, learn, learn about it ages ago in primary You learn school. something new every day. So, from my knowledge of what it is, I think Pentecost is um, when the Holy Spirit came on, came into people for the first time, um, and it was just crazy because um, it was just all, all these different people, not like certain specific people. It was just people in just random people in a festival. The Holy Spirit just came into them, and they were able to speak tongues just like and they had never spoken it before so that was just really strange what's tongues um well we were saying that uh, me and emma we were saying um it can be a foreign language so at pentecost um the, the first pentecost it kind of it was a huge festival and all these different people were speaking foreign languages and it was a wide nation thing so people were able to understand what they were saying. So it's not just like a made-up tongue language. It can be foreign languages, so yeah. people were able to understand if they had, like, Holy Spirit and stuff. Um, so it's kind of just that, from, from my knowledge of it. So basically we're, like, celebrating Pentecost because it's, like, the anniversary of when it happened for the first time and, like, celebrating how amazing it is that the Holy yeah. Spirit came yeah. into people. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Nice. So, if you want loads of money, that's good for you, because this hot topic is all about money. Topic, which is what did Jesus say about money? 
Now we have uh, Judy with us today, as you've done the Bible talk this week, which is available now on YouTube, the full talk. Uh, I want to start by saying thank you. Uh, I know Julia and I found it really challenging when we had a sneak peek, and um, <laughs> we really appreciated you doing this. Thank you. And we just wondered why you picked this topic. Um, I think it's always good at some time, you know, various intervals in your life, to reassess where you're going, what you're doing, to kind of reevaluate how you're living in a way, to have a look at your Christian walk um, and think, you know, am I living up to what I think it should be? Now that sounds rather legalistic, but I think we do need to reassess because it's very easy to get sidetracked. Because this is a Christian. This thing. is definitely like, a Christian. This thing, is not yes. a. I've, we've touched on this, haven't we? About if you watch this, if you watch this and you weren't a Christian. Yeah. It's just nonsensical because it's just so countercultural to today's world. Yeah. Um, it's a very radical, radical message that Jesus gives about money and how we treat money. Um, and it's great. And when you go with it, it makes complete sense. But I can understand people just thinking, this just doesn't make any sense at all. Mm. So if they don't know Jesus. No, I mean, I, I just think, you know, if you read through the whole Bible, I know we talk about what did Jesus say, but if you read through the whole Bible, constantly you're being reminded that everything comes from God, absolutely everything. And that does include our money. And therefore, we need to ask him how he wants us to use it. And they always say, you know, you can become a Christian, converted a Christian, but converting your wallet is the next hardest thing to do. Wow. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Because it's mine. Yes. <laughs> it's not Terry's, it's mine. <laughs> I think um, you, t you explained it really well, because you have your four points, don't you, within yeah. your talk. But the one particularly around that about you can't serve two masters obviously we know that we've probably all heard teaching on that before but the way you put it so straight just like this mm. is it this is there's no kind of arguing about it if you're going to serve and love jesus you can't serve money there's there's no mm. ifs nor buts is there mm. absolutely mm. It, it is a, a total total yes i agree with you um you know mammon being the god of wealth was a very helpful translation i think in the mm. bible um and you know we just get sucked in we start serving a different god mm. to who we should be serving um, and it's so easy to fall into and i think again that's why i say we need to you know almost constantly reevaluate through our lives yeah. mm. you know wh what position has money got in my life at this moment yeah mm. you know because I, st I started by when mike and i were young christians and we read the book uh by uh, ronald Sider, and i can't remember why we read it um but we were just both so struck by it and so much of it is so relevant nowadays mm. it's what people are talking about nowadays in the third world how how our how the rich world has affected the third world. Um, and it's just fascinating. I had looked back through it the other day and I just thought, oh, this is so relevant now. Mm -hmm. And it just really made it very clear about our money and our possessions being God. What God's, struck you sorry, from, God's. What from that book struck you the most, would you say? Um, oh, one thing struck me about poverty, and I, this is a bit of an aside, Going on is from money, was the fact that children growing up in poverty do not have enough food mm. and 
and they don't have enough protein and they, they can die, obviously. But even if they do live, it's affected their brains so badly mm. that they are brain damaged by mm. lack of protein mm. in the early days. So when you see these things about Yemen and you want, they're wanting people to feed the babies in Yemen and so forth, they always have these little peanut butter protein packs of food that they give them. Right, okay. which is and the that's best. why. Yes, and that's why, mm. yeah. So sorry, that's a bit of a side. Really. No, it's not on a side though, because it's like about, I remember learning myself about like the food and, and like the money side of that, you learn that there's enough like food and stuff in yes. the world to go around. Mm. We've just, because of money and mm. consumerism and stuff, it gets diverted into mm. the places that can afford it the most. It's not like, you know, so I know like in America, for instance, they like beef a lot. So they grow, they don't grow cows, but they right. feed they the cows grain, yes. on the, on the <laughs> grain uh, that they grow. And that is because Americans want to have beef. And you spoke about that, uh, about um, needs and wants, um, didn't you, about the yes. differences. And, and it's like, I remember a few years ago um, watching a documentary on, on um, clothing mm. and like fast fashion. Because mm. it's all tied into money, isn't it? It's, mm, not, it's yeah. everything. You need money to to live that's a fact of life mm. but this fast fashion industry is like where asking yourself do you actually need this item of clothing before you buy it yeah. and that's really challenging especially like as a young person because it can feel like a lot of pressure to you have to have certain outfits and or you can't wear this one because everyone's seen you in it already and things like that it's a lot of pressure so and obviously to buy new outfits you need money so mm. it's like difficult to know mm. it's not just like in this talk we're thinking about converting our wallets it's bigger than that isn't it because it's what yes. impacts everything else as well mm -hmm. food sky tv we've spoke about that earlier mm. haven't we yeah um because that is like extortionate mm. and if you're not watching the next best program then you're not in the know, are you? And then mm. it's like, but do you actually need Sky? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of coming against that, um, I don't know, a cultural pressure yes. really to have the latest, greatest. I mean, sometimes I, I cough when I'm in the, in the car with the radio on and they advertise the latest mobile phone package. And it's like, and it's only £46. And I'm thinking, That's cheap. £46 <laughs> is, it's such a huge amount that's coming out mm. of somebody's not particularly well-paid, you know, mm. salary or something, mm. or huge pressure, yeah. and they get people get tied in. And it, mm. it's so easy to get sucked into that, and for children to be sucked into that with advertising and peer pressure and what have you. So it, it's hard battling against that. But mm. the reality is, I mean, we're, we're facing a crisis now, aren't we, with energy, and, yes. and um, mm. it's affecting mm. absolutely everybody. And, and it's starting to hit now. People are starting to see how difficult this is. And then we're seeing the interest rates going up and the cost of living going up and the mortgage rates are going to go up. And I mean, I bought my first house um, a long time ago and it was a repossessed house. And it was a time when there was a huge recession and so many people lost their houses. And you were saying before that people are, many people are just one, yeah. one, one way paycheck. to pay yes. away from um, homelessness. homelessness. And, and I don't think, I think we've ridden a bit of a cloud for many years, haven't we? Yes, of, Or a definitely. wave, if you like, yes. of everything's fine and you can borrow and you can do this and you can do that. But suddenly, as rugs are being taken away from all directions, 
people are finding themselves very vulnerable. Mm. And it's how we respond to that. Mm. How we, you know, how can we actually, how can we help people? Mm. Um, because, you know, there's, it's so easy to fall into debt. As I say, if we say that uh, you know, there's only one, that you're only one pay packet away from homelessness. Mm. If things happen, people lose jobs, they, mm. they break ankles. If they're self-employed, they can't work. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly all the bills come tumbling in and you can't pay them. Mm. And it's really how, how do we as Christians respond to that? Mm. You know, if we're, if we're more financially well off, how do we respond? Mm. And so the giving generously um, really speaks to me. Mm. Um, well, yeah, because in and, Acts it mm. talks about mm. not just giving generously, but like literally sharing your, sharing everything, doesn't it? If you have any, if mm. you, if someone needs something, you share it with them, with that's the, yes. the idea. So it's completely radical. I can't... When I <laughs> like first became a Christian, and um, at that time we were a CAP uh, debt centre as well. We've since obviously moved to the Freedom Project, um, which similar like ideas. But I did the CAP money course, and I remember just being like, oh my word, I've never even thought about half of this this stuff obviously you do like a bit of a bible study with it and it obviously is explained why you need to do it but like budgeting and things i'd mm. been to uni and i thought i'd budgeted well and then i did that and i was like ah oh. there's like smart people that know what they're doing with money <laughs> like at the age of 21 had like no idea what that even means and i just think people don't it's not even on your radar no, no. Like at all no uh, and I'm sad about that because I think you, we could do some very good teaching on budgeting. Yeah. I don't know, I don't, I'm not sure even schools do anything. Yeah. I mean, certainly I had nothing hundreds of years ago at school. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, even now, I was, part of me would love to go in and actually do some budgeting, simple yeah. budgeting courses mm. with, you know, the seniors, yeah. um, which I think, you know, because they just need to know. I don't remember being taught it. I don't think I'm trying to think. No. I really want to, like, give my school the benefit of the doubt and maybe I just weren't listening, but genuinely feel Mm. like... You do life skills, but I don't think money... I feel Mm. people just don't like to talk about money. That's what I've come to the conclusion of doing this. Like, you know, religion, politics and money, aren't they the three that you don't talk about? about It's private. It's (coughs) emotive. Yeah. But we need to, like, especially now because of everything that's going on, like you say. And it seems to create such shame and mm. stuff as well, doesn't it, money life? People don't have... Mm. So obviously we do restore on a Thursday and a Tuesday in Dromfield. And like no one has to qualify for that. Mm. They can just come and get food because it has two aims, to combat food waste and to fight hunger. So in a way, it doesn't matter why people are coming. It, it mm. can be for any reason. Mm-hmm. And we've been very clear on that from the beginning. But I've literally had people like come and, and weep to me because they try and prove that they need to come. And I'm like, no, no, you don't need to prove it's it. fine. Just mm. just come. And it's like, mm. why do we, as a society, we don't realise how much emphasis we put on money? Mm. Because that's because people think they need to prove that they haven't got any money to get food, if mm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like that then creates this spiral, mm. doesn't it, of, of shame and then it's embarrassing so you don't talk about it and you don't get help and then you get into more debt and then there's and all the rest of it and you never learn reasons how to help and mm-hmm. all that or like you said earlier it could be someone who was fine last month and then self-employed broke their arm is a builder can't work anymore kind of thing <laughs> you know it's like literally that close isn't it mm-hmm. to what you can do 
And it's just been so eye-opening, I think, over the past two years to see those sorts of situations come out. Mm -hmm. It's even, I think, even more important now than it was two years ago mm. to talk about money. Yeah. Mm. And I think there's some really, I mean, you, you go through them really, really simple principles. I mean, that idea of reassessing mm, is brilliant. Yeah. And we see it in the sort of secular situation, don't we, with uh, Martin Lewis and oh, yes, other yeah. sort of experts and they are really good yeah, really helpful. and you know even he says you know before you buy something think do I actually need this mm -hmm. and, and you talk about needs and wants and it's I think it's just that a very sensible let's just have a look at this again because if you've been brought up in a family that's never really coped well with money or mm -hmm. budgeted well or had a very chaotic lifestyle then you haven't got that pattern for yourself and we all need it don't mm -hmm. we and, and I must be honest, I'm a bit lazy when it comes to this sort of stuff though. Like even now as you're talking I'm feeling convicted <laughs> because <laughs> I'm like my phone contract ran out like two years ago and I've just done absolutely nothing about it. So I've kept paying it. over the odds. No, no, because I didn't but I didn't get a phone. Oh maybe I did. No, I'm on a SIM only deal. But obviously it goes up, doesn't it, each year mm. with like what do you call I it? I don't know, I've never had a phone never contract. Never had a phone contract, Judy. No, I would never go so there. I buy a second hand phone and I buy gift calf between five and ten pounds yeah and that's it no but that's my look i've got i've got a sim only so yeah. i only pay i think it was ten pound but it's gone up to like eleven pounds something or whatever <laughs> and i'm like i can know how to get it cheaper but i just cannot be bothered to go to change it like i'm not even that's just pure laziness i have no reason but i'm just like ah, it's basically a tenner but it's not a tenner because it's gone up by one pound something and they're getting extra money yeah. we won't name the provider because no. other providers are available um but you get my point i'm feeling like oh i just need to ring him up and be like i'm leaving <laughs> you can't stop me i'm off to somewhere else that's cheaper yeah but i just think once you're in you don't like nowadays you can get phone contracts that only you can cancel them anytime mm. can't you yeah like on the, at the end of the month you can just do it on the app cancel it you can't do that with the one i'm with right you have to ring him up. Mm. It's too much effort. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, that's how it feels. I think when you end up with a mortgage and other deposits, suddenly you find the uh, the interest in yeah. sorting those yeah. things out, yeah. don't you, and reviewing yes. all your yes. outgoings mm. and things. Yeah. I mean, Martin Lewis is very helpful because he says things like, "It's good to take one day off like, every year and go through all your insurances and mm. so forth, and just spend that time going on and going through." Um, the compare markets mm -hmm. to find the best that you can do yeah. and, and that's really and I used to do that before Mike retired yes mm -hmm. I did mm -hmm. and then Mike retired and he decided he wanted to take over my money <laughs> and, <laughs> and he like, doesn't do yeah. it <laughs> no he doesn't do it what no oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised I thought Mike would have like a spreadsheet <laughs> hey, oh yes Mike everything. has a spreadsheet with everything on it and I'd ask him something and says I don't know the answer to that it's on my spreadsheet <laughs> Anyway, this is probably... Uncovering <laughs> tonight. Sorry, Mike. Um, I've got one more question before I'll move you on. What um, practical advice do we have for people? Obviously, we've said this is the Christian view of money. So if you're watching this and you haven't kind of converted your wallet, as uh, Judy put it earlier, that's kind of the first practical step is chat to someone about it, chat to God about it, um, try and release your money to god because it is his so as judy has said in her talk so if you haven't watched the full talk do that first that's our practical advice mm. isn't it mm -hmm. um but yeah do we have any 
like practical advice for those of us that feel we've done that, but we might not realise there are. We've been focusing on that a lot lately, haven't we, with like food shopping and yes. environment. I mean, I think I think what you said about budgeting and doing a budgeting course mm. is really, really helpful. Yeah. Mm. I mean, even if you just sit down with another person and say, how do you budget and go through that? Yeah. So that you actually then start looking at what you're spending your money on, because sometimes mm. you don't even know what you're spending your money no. on. Like you're saying, there's programmes where people are spending ridiculous amounts, yeah. you know, often ridiculous amounts on food and it's all getting wasted. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually to really to to review, mm -hmm. to review everything. Yeah, that that would be yeah. that would and be like my starting place. And really. don't feel shame. No, like, because no. we all just do it. It doesn't matter, does it? No, just I've wasted money in the past. I know, and mm. and I'm very sad I have, but I know I have mm. really wasted God's yeah. money. Yeah, you know. it's that whole thing about being a good steward, isn't mm. it, and being aware mm. and yeah. and things. So yeah, budgeting—that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I was really, really challenged at going back to our um, environmental Sunday. Oh, yes. The YouTube, I'm afraid I can't remember her name, um, lady with the yes. lovely French accent. Bia, Bia Johnson. Yes. Bia Johnson. I watched her, her mm. TED talk. TED talk. Mm. And I mean, it's quite shocking, <laughs> challenging to the core, where she's kind of, she's become one of these kind of minimalist oh, people. Right. Her whole family are sort of minimalist, so she's only got one wooden spoon because she doesn't need two and things like that. Oh, right, I mean, okay. really extreme. She's got a drawer full of. Ones no, that don't even match anymore. no, and that I found that really, really challenging. But it wasn't just the fact that they'd minimised their their life and their space, and because she was talking about how much waste she had, and she can put her annual waste into a little jar like this, <laughs> because she just doesn't buy stuff that she doesn't wow. need and things. I know it is amazing; it's yes. really worth watching. Um, but it was also what they'd been able to do as a family. Mm because they'd save so much money on not wasting it on just stuff. So are they just normal people? They don't normal sound people. normal people. You have to watch it. Right. Um, and that's the extreme end, isn't it? Yes. But I think, yeah. you know, it's very easy to just kind of acquire stuff gradually. Yes. And I thought the idea of whittling your wardrobe down that she's done mm. so she can fit it in one suitcase yeah. and all the family are like that, so they can pack it into a suitcase, they can go on holiday, and because they've emptied their wardrobes, they can then let their house for people to come and use. I thought, brilliant. Right. It's extreme. We don't actually, we all wear the same clothes. Anyway, yes. don't over we? Let's yes. face over it. And over like, and over. We, I have yes. like four t-shirts that I like <laughs> that I wear, and then like three jumpers that I wear regularly. Yeah. Like no yes. one actually... Yes. Just some people like who have like summer wardrobe and winter wardrobe that takes organisation that yeah. I just don't have. I mean, I do have <laughs> stuff that's that's distinctly summery, distinctly wintry, and but now we have a climate where you just never know what you're going to need no. at any anyway. Time. Yeah, that's you know, true. Look at me at the end of May wearing this. Well, I have yeah. a friend who always used to say, if I haven't worn it in the past year, get I'll rid get rid of it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I've I've taken there were two things I did this year. I decided I wasn't going to buy any new clothes from a shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and up to now. Apart from an item of underwear, which I'm sorry, I'm not buying. Second <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um, an exception. Underwear and yeah. socks. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anything that I've needed, so I, I really did need a new winter coat, and I've gone through Vinted, which mm. I found really good. And as it happened, it me. was brand new, but it was kind of I don't know, a third of the price That's, that I would have paid yes. in the shop. Um, and I found that really satisfying. And I'm also selling stuff on it as well. And I, oh. I'm really trying to get my wardrobe down to what do I what wear? Do I, what do I actually yeah. need? Um, because I, it's a bit like yogurts these days. You go into a supermarket and you're overwhelmed with choice. Mm. And, you know, wardrobes, they get full of stuff. And then you, you start at them and think, I haven't got anything to wear. <laughs> and then you have a meltdown. 
Well, you so, know that phrase, don't you? Behind every successful man, there is a woman with nothing to wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. So I think, I mean, that's part of my, I'm trying to, in a sense, take more control and more mm, ownership mm, yeah. of stuff and be yes. much more conscious about what I have and what we need and what we're buying and stuff. Buying secondhand is something that I am passionate about. <laughs> no, just uh, trying to tell people like that, that I don't feel like my family really understand mm. me when I say this. So like, I wanted a new camera because in lockdown, I started to take pictures Pictures. and I really enjoy it. Um, So I decided I would like to get a camera that had like lenses on it because the one I'd got was just a, I don't know the technical term. Point and shoot. Point and shoot. Yeah. (laughs) And like, instead of just, so like my family would just be like, well, go buy one, like treat treat yourself. (laughs) Treat yourself. (laughs) This is what we would say. And I was like, no, I'm gonna, so what I do is I look and if I know I want something, and it is actually so rewarding in the end, is I don't just go out and get it. I might know I want something and I'll spend however long it takes just looking at secondhand stuff. And then when you see something crop up, mm-hmm. and that takes discipline because when you're on secondhand stuff, there's always something like, oh, that's a good bargain, <laughs> I need that. And you don't need it. Mm-hmm. So it comes back to yeah. the do I need it thing. But I'll try and look for a while. Like it might take a few months before mm-hmm. you actually see something. Yeah. Um, and I've done that with my bike. Look how nice my bike is. Yes. No one knows. Maybe we'll show you on a photo. Maybe we won't. <laughs> but that was second hand. And like everyone says when I ride it, have it anywhere, they're always like, oh, that's a fancy bike. It must have been really expensive. And I'm like, actually, no, it wasn't. I got it second hand. <laughs> Very satisfying. It is. Yeah. So I, do, I am. Because you're not adding to the disposable yeah well you're not adding to the like i can't think what it's called but the like need are you Mm. like the production of it you're not contributing to the because that's why demand that's it because um shops will make will sell clothes based on demand and Mm. that's what all shops do isn't it they see what's selling and then they make more of that Mm. so if you buy second hand from anything for anything you're not contributing to that demand that is that chain yeah Yeah. so Mm. i'm yeah big believer in that and then if you can't buy secondhand, try and buy eco, which is more expensive, unfortunately. Mm, so mm. then you have the thing of... And fair trade. Yeah, yeah. Mm. which is often yeah. That's more expensive. Again, I think I put that down to stewarding. So you take a hit, don't you? And we've done it with a few items and we're gradually adding. And you do pay more, but then you think, actually, we need to. Need because to actually the yes. long-term cost for the planet and yes. for our yeah. children and what have you... But it makes you much more conscious of what you're How using. How much you're using, yeah. Um, and, and I think more um, grateful for mm. what you've got. Mm. I think it's, it's, a, it's a kind of little tilt on, y- on you, sort of like your thinking mm. and your mindset. And I, th- and I think that's the sort of journey that we're all on, aren't we? We're taking people yeah. on and we're all in different places in it. But it's well worth the conversation. Mm. I think it's good to like finish on the fact that you're not going to solve like all of these problems in what it can feel quite overwhelming. I know, particularly for me, when I realise like about the the fast fashion thing and what that means for money and budgeting and all that, um, we can't solve this just in one go. We need to just like you say, maybe just take a review of what we're doing and do what we can. Mm. Um, money is perhaps an easier one to review because mm. it's something that has a can have a positive impact on our lives. So we're not getting into debt and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, don't feel overwhelmed by all the different things that are, that can come out of this and just chat to your friends and try and figure out what 
what you can do to take the positive steps, mm. would you say? Mm. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. Not yeah. at all. Is good there anything else anyone wants to yeah, it add? Was, it was a good talk. It was definitely worth listening to and discussing with your yes. friends and family and belonging group. We would recommend. Yeah, I think it's kind of... I think the fact that there's so much kind of... We said before it's very emotive, isn't it? And, and people don't like to talk about it. And I think you have to think, well, why is that? Mm. And there's there's power in it, isn't there? Bring it's, it into the light. Yeah, let's bring it into the light. Yes. Let's just be open and um, talk about this stuff and and help each other. And because we've all got tips and advice and the stuff that we can share. Um, so yeah, bring it into the light. Money. It isn't always the easiest thing to talk about, is it? And in these days of rising inflation, it's easy to want more and more. As Christians, we believe that God will provide. Jesus said, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about life, what you will eat or drink. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. That's in Matthew 6, verses 25 to 27. But maybe that's easier said than done. So, if you have any worries or concerns about money and would like someone to talk to you about them, then come and talk to us on a Tuesday or a Thursday at Restore. We meet every Tuesday from 3.45 to 5 o'clock and on a Thursday from 9 o'clock until 10.30am. down at the Oaks Community Church on Lee Road in Dromfield. We'll be there to give you advice and support. So just pop in. Josh, Money. when Money. you're older, do you want to be rich? Money. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be alright, you know, a bit of extra money usually comes in handy. Don't think money's everything, but I think yeah. it helps out a lot. Mm. Bit nice. Yeah. I it, 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 it would be nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could buy, buy a new table. What you would could. be the first thing you'd buy if you were like really rich? If you got like a million pounds something. A bouncy castle. About right. In your garden. My garden? No, not yours, like my garden. Alright. But like a big one, you know, the trampoline parks. Uh, with like slides. Oh yeah, yeah, like, like a massive that'd be, slide. That'd like be quite cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. like a big foam pit. Yeah, I think I'd just go on holiday somewhere mm. sunny. Yeah. Mm. 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 The Seychelles. My nan went on holiday to the Seychelles Could once. She? They're in. They're in. They're off the coast of Africa. There are these like islands. They're really like sunny. Seashells. Yeah. Sea. 
sells she sells seashells, seashells on the seashore, on the seashells at the Seychelles. Amazing. Wow. Um, there wow. you go. Yeah. So, back to money. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, because the Queen is quite old, yeah? Yeah, yeah. She's like been on the throne for 70 years. Yeah, they actually released a 70p coin in the, for, to commemorate the 70th Jubilee. So obviously you've got your 5p, 10p, da-da-da-da. Mm. They've now made a 70p coin. So if you, want, if you want to buy a one, 70 of them 1p sweets... Or you could buy like two and a half Freddos. Yeah, and you don't have to coin. pay for multiple coins. You go, oh, here's my 70p coin. How cool would that be? It is technically legal tender, so you can... Like use it in shops, although I don't know if they'd actually accept it. So it does you want, but mm. yeah, we'll mm. see. Yeah, it's just mm. weird to think that they're gonna do that. I'm yeah. so used to all the coins now. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Mm. And like also, when the um, queen inevitably passes <coughs> away, mm. um, they're gonna have to replace all the coins. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna take so also, long. That's gonna, yeah. He's already seventy. Yeah. So he might not last. That yeah, like long. by the time <laughs> they replaced all the coins and got rid of the other one, he'll probably like. And then they'll have to make more. It's like limited edition. Like, it'll just take for ages. To, they'll never catch up. The queen's so old that she's ruined it for all their children because no, they're all queen. getting on now. So he's going to be screwed. Yeah. He's going to only be on the throne for a bit, and then all these coins we've been getting. <sighs> yeah. So um, yeah, they'll also have to change the national anthem as well. That's yeah. a weird one to God that's, save that's the king. That's going to be weird. Mm. That's weird. To that, um, yeah. Should we practice it? That'd yes. Be, that'd be good. God, God save our noble king. God save our gracious king. God save the king. God save the
never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop Julia, we've got to get back. Josh and Jack are trying to take over. Quick, get your foot down then.
God save our noble Queen, God save our gracious Queen, God save the Queen, da 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 the victorious, happy and glorious, long to reign over us, God save the Queen. Wow.